Hey, it's AJ and welcome to the D Plus Club, where I bring you the latest news and rumours from the last week in Disney Plus. I cover what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week we have a weekly movie club, where we give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. Last week we covered the movie Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That episode, along with all previous episodes, is available now on all major podcasting platforms, including whichever one you're probably listening on right now. And for this last week, we've been watching the Pixar film, The Good Dinosaur. But I'll get to that a little bit later in the show. How's everyone been doing this past week? I've just been really busy at work this past week. Of course, I mentioned last week in last week's episode that I've got a week off coming up, which actually started this weekend. So I've had a busy week at work attempting to be able to get everything done. I've recorded videos in advance so that I make sure that there's a schedule of things going out weeks in advance. Uh, and yeah, that's really it. Really, just been busy with work, just wrapping things up that have been like in the progress and trying not to start anything new. I, I tell you what, I hate starting something new just before going away on holiday. In fact, I hate starting something new just before the end of a day because I always want to try and get that thing finished. So I try to, well, my wife will always uh, tell you I'm never really home from work on time because I'm usually finishing something off just because I would rather. I don't know, spend an extra 20 minutes, half an hour, or even an hour in some cases, finishing off something than leaving it until the next day. So I'd I'd rather just kind of wrap things up and, you know, you start each day afresh and with annual leave and holiday time and things like that, I'd just rather start the next week afresh so I'm not, like, taking a a week-long break from a, a task that I'm, like, halfway through or I could have spent an extra hour or two on and things like that. I've just heard my daughter in the background. I'll be recording this in two halves as usual, just so I can, I don't know, have a little bit of a relaxing evening with my wife to start off our week off. Maybe we'll watch a film or something. We were wanting to be able to watch Black Widow this weekend, but we didn't get a chance to be able to watch it. But yeah, anyway, I'm getting off topic. So yeah, I've been wrapping things up at work, just, you know, just trying to get ready to relax sort of thing. Speaking of relaxing, I mentioned uh, in last week's episode that I was going to go to the pub to meet my mate for the first time in about 18 months. And we actually met up this past Monday and Andy is probably listening. I know, I know he listens to the show. Uh, we have had an absolutely brilliant time. You know when you've not seen someone for a long time, but you're really, really close friends, and you just, I don't know, you just settle into this kind of routine, and it's as if you've seen them only like the last week or something like that. It, it felt like that. Uh, but yeah, we went to uh, like a local pub in our local uh, mall, if you'd kind of say that. It's not really a, a, a big like mall, maybe just like a shopping centre type place. But yeah, we went to a pub in there. It was nice and quiet. Um, there is other pubs around that were that would have been a lot busier, uh, but yeah, we went to there. It was nice and quiet, so we both felt quite comfortable with like the rules over here. Only just starting to relax a little bit, but yeah, we went in, had some food, had some beers, and just had a drink and relax and tried to catch up on eighteen months worth of uh, different things that we had to talk about. It's it's one of those things when we're meeting up every month we'll, I don't know, maybe be talking until like 11, half 11, 12 o'clock at night and trying to fit 18 months of things to talk about into a single evening, it was never going to happen. But thankfully, we've already arranged for the next time we're going to be able to meet up in September as well. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It's nice to be able to get back into this sort of 
routine of things again as well. Other than that, though, I've not really been up to that much, really. I took the kids to be able to see my dad yesterday for, like, the afternoon. My wife was having some uh, bridesmaid duties things. It was like a meal out that she went to with the bride-to-be. So, uh, yeah, she enjoyed that. And I, so I took the kids to see my dad for a while. They absolutely love spending time with my dad. Well, actually, with both grandparents, actually. So, yeah, it was nice for them to be able to spend time with my dad and also with my godmother, who's my dad's neighbour as well. So, yeah, that was really nice. But uh, apart from that, I've not really been up to that much else. Uh, hopefully you've all had a very good week. And uh, just let me know over on social media. You can drop me a message. It's at or forward slash the D plus club. Plus, of course, is the word, of course. Just drop me a message. Let me know how you've been doing. It's always nice to be able to hear from you as well. And I'll just drop you a quick message back or have a bit of a chat if you've got anything that you want to talk about now though it's time for the news so let's get started with some marvel news like we've been doing for the past few weeks but thankfully this time it's not black widow related we've had like three weeks worth of black widow news so yeah no this time it's not black widow related so there is that i'll start with some news about marvel's upcoming what if series which actually starts this next week on disney plus It was announced that more than 50 actors will return to voice their character from their live-action movie counterparts. Notable actors who won't be reprising their roles, though, include Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Brie Larson, Tom Holland, and Scarlett Johansson. But that's not related to this. This this has all been recorded way in advance of the most recent Black Widow things. But yeah, they won't be reprising their voice roles for the film. But like I say, more than 50 other actors and actresses will be doing. So it'll be interesting to be able to hear those uh, real life... uh, I say real life, they're all real life people in the end. But you understand what I mean. The the people who play the live action counterpart also voicing their animated uh, on screen alternate reality alternate timeline version of themselves so yeah that'll be really interesting to be able to see i'm really looking forward to this series starting as well we also found out that this first season of what if will be a little bit shorter than originally planned it was originally scheduled for 10 episodes but it was reported this last week that the first season will now consist of only nine episodes as the production of one of the episodes was heavily delayed due to the ongoing covid pandemic However, it was confirmed that the 10th episode will be moved into the second season. Of course, this also confirmed that uh, they're working on a second season. They've said that the second season is only in the early production stages, so I'm not sure how far away that is. It'll probably maybe be this time next year or maybe even later than that. Uh, But we will get to see that 10th or missing episode from season one uh, appear in season two. So I'm looking forward to that. I say I'm just really looking forward to this series in general. And thankfully, we've not got long to wait for it. Executive producer Brad Winderbaum, I think that's how you say his name, also commented this past week about working with Chadwick Boseman before his untimely passing. I'll not read the entire article because it is quite long. But however, he did say it was amazing being able to work with him. We only got a small moment because our episodes, of course, are very short. You know, compared to everyone who was able to enjoy his presence on Black Panther or Civil War and so on. We had him for but a little moment, just to do our thing, and we're really grateful for that. I think he may have been one of the first actors that signed on, and I said, oh yeah, I'm going to do that voice. And we were so excited because we really, really, really wanted to be able to work with Chadwick, and we loved the Black Panther character, and we just loved him in general. So I thought that was a really nice comment to be able to read. If you want to be able to read the full article, I can send you it or I can post it over on my social channels. Just drop me a quick message. But yeah, it was really nice to be able to read this article about the producers working with 
Chadwick Boseman before his passing and what it meant to them that they got to experience that with him as well. So, yeah. Staying with the Marvel news, though, Marvel did announce this past week that there are many plans scheduled for the upcoming Spider-Man's 60th anniversary celebrations. With new comics, games, shows, collectibles, clothing, and much, much more. There are no specific dates yet for any of this. However, this is some really exciting news. And I know that I'll be keeping it out for some of the 60th anniversary collectibles as well. I I like to be able to hold on to a little bit of kind of uh, memorabilia or keepsake or something like that. I have a lot of Disney pins from like opening days of different uh, like attractions or lands and things like that. I do like to be able to you know, have something to say, I was here when this happened, or I was alive when this happened, and I was able to experience this or be a part of it, just in some way, shape or form, so I'll be keeping an eye out for that. I did see some rumours this past week that the upcoming Miss Marvel series may have been delayed until early 2022. Nothing's yet been confirmed by Disney, however, if they weren't to delay it, we may actually see Hawkeye and Miss Marvel airing at the same time later this year as Hawkeye is set to debut on November 24th, which is actually only six weeks after Marvel's What If series wraps up its first season. I'll keep an eye out for any further information on this series, as to when it might be announced, as to when it will be able to see it on the screen, of course. But what do you think? So far, we've only seen one MCU series at a time on the screen. So do you think it would be a good choice to be able to release two alongside each other, or have maybe one ending as another one starting, or one releasing halfway through? Or would you prefer to see them spread out? I know I'd prefer to be able to see them spread out. I don't like having to wait between Marvel series at the moment. So I'd rather, if it's at all possible, for one to be able to run and then a week or two later another one start and then a week or two later another one start. You know, just spread them out through the year rather than piling them on top of each other. I mean, hopefully, eventually, we might be able to have it so that there are that many different projects planned that there may be two running at the same time or there may be two or three running at the same time uh but yeah i think personally i would like to see them spaced out and i think it would be a good idea of course the next time we see miss marvel won't be until the end of 22 with the marvels yeah i I think we've got plenty of time if they were to be able to push it back into early next year and finally in marvel rumors it's been rumored that due to the rising covid cases in many parts of the u.s and of course in the rest of the world that the upcoming Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings film could potentially be prepared for a dual theatre and premiere access release, despite CEO Bob Chapek confirmed earlier this year that it would be released exclusively in theatres, however it would be on a 45-day runtime in theatres before it would then move to uh, streaming services and also be available to purchase elsewhere. However, of course, this hasn't yet been confirmed by Disney. They'll likely be keeping an eye on other theatre performances, I would say, such as uh, Free Guy, which is actually due out this next week, starring Deadpool's uh, Ryan Reynolds. That's out on the 13th of August, I think. I haven't actually got any notice on that. I should have had a look at that. But, uh, yeah, if if they see poor performance with, with that, which is, of course, a exclusive theatre release, there are no other digital accesses to that that film at the moment we may see them either change their plans part way through that release or we may see them just alter future releases such as shang chi to be a dual access for premiere access as well so uh, we'll keep an eye on that one a little bit more and uh, see what news comes of it but hopefully things do start to improve so that they can do the theater only release as originally planned Let's move on from some Marvel news to some Star Wars news now, though. This next week, The Bad Batch will close out its first season. 
But this last week, we did also get confirmation that the series will return for a second season, which I'm actually really looking forward to. I've been really following these characters. I've been making sure to tune in every week to The Bad Batch. And I'm really looking forward to being able to find out some more about these characters. Not only uh, the characters of The Bad Batch, or Clone Force 99, but also the surrounding characters to them as well, and also the wider Star Wars universe. This time period immediately after like the Clone Wars and the Rise of the Empire, it's really interesting to be able to see because we haven't yet seen this really on screen we have had legends novels and things like that that have that have covered it in the past and we do have a few star wars books that are based around this time but we haven't had anything that's set so immediately after the rise of the empire so i'm really looking forward to being able to follow these characters some more and just return to this universe in general so uh, yeah i'm not sad that we're getting a second season of this i'm really looking forward to it so as soon as i find out any more news on that and when we could be seeing it i'll be sure to let you know in further star wars news it was announced this past week that a new lego animated special will be released on october 1st called lego star wars terrifying tales the special will follow the events of Rise of Skywalker, where Poe and BB-8 must make an emergency landing on the volcanic planet of Mustafa, where they will meet a greedy and conniving Grabala the Hutt, I think I'm saying that right, probably not, but we'll see, who has purchased Darth Vader's castle and is renovating it into the galaxy's first, all-inclusive, Sith-inspired luxury hotel. While waiting for his X-Wing to be repaired, Poe, BB-8, Grabala... I've said that twice now and I'm still not sure I'm saying it correctly. And Dean, who is a young boy who works as Grabala's mechanic, venture deep into the mysterious castle with Vader's previously loyal servant, Veneer. Along the way, Veneer shares three creepy stories linked to ancient artifacts and iconic villains from across all eras of the Star Wars universe. As Veneer spins his tales and lures our heroes deeper into the shadowy underbelly of the castle, a sinister plan emerges. With the help of Dean, Poe and BB-8 will have to face their fears, stop an ancient evil from rising, and escape to make it back to their friends. This actually sounds like a really interesting special. I've never really been into many of like the Lego specials or anything like that. However, I did enjoy the Lego movie and uh, Lego Batman, I think it was, as well. So I might actually give this one a go. I look forward to seeing how it turns out anyway. So uh, I'll be sure to let you know once it's released over on October 1st, I want to say that I said. Yeah, October 1st. So... Uh, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that one. Moving on to some other Disney Plus news, though. It was announced that the Mighty Ducks Game Changers has been renewed for a second season. Not much is yet known about the second season yet, but I'm really looking forward to return to these characters and follow their story. I know whilst it was on Disney Plus, I was saying how much I was really enjoying the series and seeing these characters and the, the team develop and each character develop along the way but also seeing some nods to the original film as well and i'm hoping that we do see some more nods to the original film and maybe see some of the actors and actresses return and reprise their roles from the original film as well so yeah i'm really looking forward to this second season and as soon as i see any more news on it i'll be sure to let you know we're also given our first looks this past week at the upcoming disney plus original series doogie Kamaol. I want to say that is Doogie Kamaola MD, which will see Leah Kamaola, a mixed race 16 year old girl 
juggling her budding medical career and life as a teenager. Guiding Leah and also complicating things is her family, including her Irish mother, Dr. Clara Hannon. I think I'm saying that correctly. Some of these simple names I end up just stumbling over. Anyway, Dr. Clara is also her supervisor at the hospital, and we'll also see her Hawaiian father, Benny, who is struggling to accept that his daughter is no longer his little girl. This actually sounds like a really interesting series that will be worth checking out. I'm actually looking forward to giving it a go at the very least. There are some photos from the series which have been released recently, and we're also given an early preview of the series opening title sequence, which you can find over on Disney's YouTube channel, which features a newer rendition of the iconic Doogie Howser MD theme song. The series will start its 10-episode run on September 8th, where it will see new episodes released weekly. So, yeah, I'll be really looking forward to checking that one out. We were also treated this past week to some behind-the-scenes interviews with the cast of the Upwing The Wonder Years series, which will star the Psych and West Wing star Julie Hill. You'll be able to see those interviews over on ABC's YouTube channel. I've actually spoken about this series on a number of occasions, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing it actually being released and being able to watch it myself. It's currently set to debut on Disney's ABC channel in the US on September 22nd at 8.30pm Eastern and it will be available the next day on Hulu in the US. It's also expected to make its way to Disney Plus internationally at some point, but there's actually been no information released on that. It was announced this past week that Disney's Searchlight Pictures are filming a new movie called Not Okay. Variety reported this past week that Dylan O'Brien, who many may know from Teen Wolf or the Maze Runner films, will also star in the film. Not Okay will follow a misguided young woman desperate for friends and fame. She actually fakes a trip to Paris to up her social media presence. But when a terrifying incident takes place in the real world and becomes part of her imaginary trip, her white lie becomes a bit of a moral quandary that offers her all the attention she wanted, but at what cost? I also read another rumour this past week that Disney could be producing a new series called Werewolf by Night. The series will reportedly be produced by Marvel Studios. In the comics, the character is also crossed paths with other characters such as Dracula and Moon Knight. So it's actually possible that this character could first be introduced in the upcoming Moon Knight series, which will star Oscar Isaac that we've spoken about a few times recently. Especially as other rumours have suggested that Ethan Hawke has actually signed on to play the character of Jack Russell. Actually, that's an interesting name for a werewolf. Um, has signed on to play the character of Jack Russell, also known as Werewolf by Night. So it could be that this could be the introduction to this character for a potential spin-off series. We also got some more information about a few other Disney-led projects from 20th Century Studios, including a new female-led Chronicle movie. I actually really enjoyed the first movie, and I probably need to rewatch it again at some point. I actually think I've got it on iTunes. I watched it a really long time ago, probably not long after it first came out. The first movie was actually quite a surprise hit. It actually grossed about $125 million from only a $12 million budget, and has actually since then gained a bit of a cult following in recent years. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, and I'm, I'm hoping that we get reintroduced to, like... Some of the mythology behind this movie as well. Maybe it's just the inner sci-fi geek in me that just wants to find out a little bit more about kind of the backstory to some of these characters and this universe and things like that. But uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed the first movie and I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with the uh, second movie or even a potential series of sequels going forward as well. It's also been reported that 20th Television is developing a new comedy series called Reboot which will star Keegan-Michael Kay and Johnny Knoxville. 
about a fictional family sitcom series which Hulu reboots, and its dysfunctional cast is forced back together and must deal with their issues. Actually, sounds quite interesting, actually. 20th Television is also developing a drama series called Tell Me Lies, starring Grace Van Patten, which will be based on Carol Lovering's best-selling novel of the same name. We also saw some new trailers released this past week for Diary of a Future President Season 2, Why the Last Man, Hulu's Dope Stick, Animaniacs Season 2, and Hulu's The Great Season 2. I haven't actually watched any of these trailers, and uh, I, I, the Why the Last Man series actually sounds quite interesting, so I might check that one out at some point. Uh, but I know a lot of people have been talking about Diary of a Future President, so it might be worth maybe us checking out that series at some point as well. But yeah, if you want to find any of those, they are all available over on Disney and or Hulu's YouTube channels. We also received news this past week that the Disney Plus sequel film, Disenchanted, has now wrapped filming in Ireland, and we're actually going to post-production. I know we've spoken about this film a few times recently, actually, about it uh, initially coming together, and then the cast gathering in Ireland, and then the filming. So it's nice to be able to see that the filming is now completed, especially with everything that's been going on in the world, and that it's entering post-production. So it should be on track to be released, I think it was sometime next year, and I'd have to check out uh, the potential dates that uh, I had in some previous episodes that I'd spoken about. But uh, yeah, it's nice to be able to see that that film's coming along nicely. I had mixed feelings around the original Enchanted film, but it's nice to be able to see that they're building a universe around it. So I might have to revisit that first film. I think I actually watched it in cinemas the very first time. I actually don't think I've seen it since then. So it might be one that me and my wife have to maybe sit down and re-watch again at some point. And my final piece of news for this past week is actually about Disney's Jungle Cruise. It's been reported that Dwayne Johnson has no plans to sue Disney over the release of the Jungle Cruise. Sorry, I can't, couldn't get through that without laughing. I actually read that story this past week and I burst out physically laughing. My wife looked over to me one evening and said, what are you laughing about? I said, I've just read that Dwayne Johnson's not going to sue Disney. I'm like... She says, why would, you, why would he even sue Disney? I was like, I have no idea. It's this whole Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow thing. But uh, yeah, it, apparently it's been reported that he has no plans to sue Disney. He's happy with the release strategy for the Jungle Cruise. And I have to say, I absolutely love the Jungle Cruise. I know I spoke about it last week. If you want to hear some of my thoughts about it, just listening to last week's episode. I didn't give any spoilers, so uh, don't be worried about uh, hearing any spoilers. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed The Jungle Cruise, and I'm glad that the stars are happy with the release. And I think it's a good choice. Personally, I wouldn't have gone to the cinema to be able to see this film. I'm just not comfortable being able to go to the cinema at the moment. I'm, I'm barely even comfortable going out to places where it's relatively crowded. I mean, I, I mentioned earlier that we're off this next week and we're, we're actually thinking about going shopping to a few different places, local malls and things like that. But the last time I went to our local mall, I was a little bit uncomfortable with how busy some places were, especially now that a lot of the mask restrictions have been lifted in the UK. I'll still be wearing my mask. That's just my personal choice. Uh, but yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have gone to see it in the cinema. It's just, it's not right for me at the moment. And I'm sure it's not right for many other different people either. So I made the choice to be able to watch it on Disney Plus and I thoroughly enjoyed being able to relax at home and being able to watch this. So uh, yeah, I'm glad that uh, the cast are happy with that. I'm going to pause for a little bit of a break now, but we'll be back with what's new and coming soon right after this. Good day, everyone. 
It's come to our attention that listening to the sounds of Sorcerer Radio can make one tap their feet and hum a familiar tune, even causing one to smile. Have you caught the sensation yet? Listen now at srsounds.com. This tape will now self-destruct. I hope you enjoyed that. I actually sent Sorcerer a message about a week ago, maybe. It was whilst he was away, actually. And I said, look, I talk about Sorcerer Radio basically in every single show that I do, because I absolutely love Sorcerer Radio. And I listen, I would say, every day. Uh, I usually listen at work. I've got my headphones in at my desk. And Sorcerer Radio helps me relax and take me back to my happy place. And uh, I thought, if I'm going to be talking about Sorcerer Radio, I might as well play a few of their ads and... uh, If any of you have found me over on any of the podcasting platforms and have not yet heard Sorcerer Radio or have been to the Disney parks and want to be able to experience a little bit of the Disney parks throughout the week, head on over to srsounds.com and you'll be able to tune in to one of their wide variety of stations, either the main channel with many of the hosted shows over on there, Atmospheres, Seasons, Rope Drop, and also we've got Mocha and also Spa Day as well. So, uh, yeah, plenty to be able to listen to over there. Actually, if you listen to Rope Drop, you'll actually hear my audio as part of the Rope Drop information when you, when it comes on, just saying you're listening to Rope Drop on Sorcerer Radio. So, yeah, you'll hear me over on there as well. And, uh, yeah, I absolutely love the guys over there. And, of course, we've got Diz Hiz who do their movie review on the show. And, of course, we've got Jeff and Nicole over at DW60, who also play my promos each week as well. And also we've got some of the other guys, such as Touring the World with Andrew Sparks and also Disney Trip Tips with Sandy Alexander and just plenty of different shows for you to be able to listen to over there. So if you haven't checked them out or if you haven't found me from over there, actually, head on over and check them out. They're a brilliant crew, and I don't know what I've done this last 18 months or more without them. It's been an absolutely brilliant time over there. And, of course, also make sure to join the Sorcerer Radio Discord at tessarsounds.com forward slash discord. You'll be able to talk with myself, many of the other hosts over there as well, and also our absolutely brilliant family-friendly community as well. There's some brilliant people over there, and I love being able to chat with them throughout the week as well. And it's, it's just nice. It's, it's a very family-friendly atmosphere, and we are we are kind of like this, this big Sorcerer Radio family over there. So no, definitely go over and check that out if you're not already a part of it. But now, though, what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? Well, this last week we had a little bit of a quieter week than usual, but we did have some new episodes from The Bad Batch, Monsters at Work, and Turner and Hooch. I actually really enjoyed the latest episode of The Bad Batch. Uh, I know it's ramping up now to its uh, season finale this next week, and I actually think this is designed as a two-part season finale. It was left on, uh, again, another cliffhanger as well. And I I really enjoyed it. It was nice to be able to find out what happened to, uh, say, for example, the clone troopers after the rise of the Empire and what happened to Kamino and things like that. I don't want to spoil things too much because it's a very spoiler-filled episode if I was to talk about it too much. Uh, But, yeah, it's, it's... it's just really nice to be able to find out some more history from the Star Wars universe through these episodes as well. I didn't realise that we'd find out so much about the wider Star Wars universe or the history of the wider Star Wars universe as we have. And I've been really enjoying finding out some more of uh, 
like I say, just some more of the story of in the history of the the Star Wars universe between like the end of Episode three and also Episode four. But not only that, but also between the end of Episode three and also Rebels as well. So yeah, it's really nice to be able to find out more of this history and what happened to some of not only these characters but races and planets that that were visited throughout just our time with the Star Wars universe. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to being able to find out some more of this story about not only Clone Force 99 and the Bad Batch, but also the wider Star Wars universe as a whole and how it's developing with the rise of the Empire. At the time of me recording this episode, we haven't yet watched Monsters at Work. I think we're going to leave that for one day through the week. Of course, we're off with the kids this week, so we'll probably leave that for maybe a rainy day thing. We'll watch a film, we'll watch Monsters at Work, and we might even watch like this episode of Monsters at Work and the next episode, maybe back-to-back as well. So I can't really comment on that for this last week's episode. I am staying away from any spoilers, though. But I did watch Turner and Hooch, and I, I know I've said it before, but I am really enjoying this series. I'm enjoying seeing the the character de- development between Turner and Hooch, but also with Turner's family as well, and also with his colleagues. And it, sometimes Turner seems a little bit awkward, but also there are other characters that seem awkward around Turner as well. But also we're finding out a little bit more about his character and also the history of his character and different things like that. So yeah, I am really enjoying this series and I'm looking forward to being able to find out more, not only about the character of Turner and his relationship with Hooch, but also the supporting characters as well. And uh, yeah, I'm just really enjoying this series as a whole. And it's it's interesting to see how... Um, Hooch is developing as a police dog as well in the series as well. I did, I did want to mention that as well because he's, he's introduced at the beginning beginning of the series more like a, a family pet, but you're quickly starting to learn through these episodes that he was trained by Scott's father, the original Scott Turner, of course, in many of like the police dog duties as well. So, yeah, it's uh, really interesting to be able to see that development as well. And I'll not talk about it too much because it's not really kind of a a latest release, especially for you guys over in the US. I know I spoke about it last week, but I'm really enjoying watching Last Man Standing at the moment and just enjoying being able to catch up on season eight. Uh, I think we're about halfway through it, I think, now. We've been watching them maybe one a night through the week. Uh, I think we actually watched two last night just because we had a bit of extra time on our hands because we didn't have things like High School Musical, the musical, the series to be able to watch as well. So, yeah, we watched a couple of episodes episodes last night and yeah I'm just really enjoying season eight and I'm looking forward to being able to get to start on season nine which is currently being released weekly over here of course in the UK but apart from that what have we got to look forward to this next week well on Wednesday we'll see the first new episode of Marvel's new MCU animated series what if which I've spoken about earlier in the show and also in previous weeks as well of course what if will showcase alternate timeline versions of MCU characters and events and just if the timeline had gone just a little bit differently I think this was intentionally released now following the finale of Loki as we get to explore multiple aspects of the multiverse let's say also on wednesday we'll see new episodes of turner and hooch monsters at work chippendale park life and the wonderful world of mickey mouse i actually spoke about this next one this last week but also on wednesday we'll see the release of three new goofy animated shorts where goofy will teach us how to say at home in the form of how to wear a mask learning to cook and also binge watching 
it's actually really interesting the concept of these episodes and i'm looking forward to seeing this older animation style i know i've spoken recently that i'm not really much of a fan of the newer animation style it's not terrible it's just not kind of my thing and it's nice to be able to see that they're returning to this older hand-drawn goofy sort of style as well so yeah i'm really looking forward to being able to check out these shorts also on wednesday in the u.s you'll also see two new episodes of caesar milan better human better dog season one of national geographic's breaking bobby bones season two of disney's gabby duran the unsittables and disney jr's chicken squad season one over in the UK, we'll see Last Man Standing, Season 9, Episode 3. American Dad, Season 17, Episode 6. National Geographic's Banged Up Abroad, Season 10. Nat Geo Wild's Deadly Instincts, Season 1, Episodes 1 through 6. Big Hero 6, The Series, Season 3, Episodes 51 through 60. Puppy Dog Pals, Season 4, Episodes 1 through 10. Bless the Hearts, Season 1, and Season 2, Episode 1. The Spanish miniseries Blowing Kisses, which was originally titled Bezos El Air. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. My Spanish isn't really that brilliant, so correct me if I'm wrong on that one. We'll also see Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, Season 1 and 2. And finally, Criminal Minds Suspect Behaviour, Season 1. Moving on to Friday, we'll see the conclusion of the two-part season finale of The Bad Batch, which I spoke about only earlier. Over in the US, you'll be given the film Aquamarine about two 13-year-old best friends who go on an adventure of a lifetime when they find a mermaid named Aquamarine in a local swimming pool. And you'll also get Shark Attack Files Season 1 Episode Sharks Gone Rogue. Over in the UK, we'll see War of the Worlds Season 2 Episode 5, Love Victor Season 2 Episode 9, and Grownish Season 3 Episode 16. We'll also see the films The Hot Chick, Stuber, When in Rome, which is starring Kirsten Bell, and The Green Card. But that's about it for this next week. If there's anything that you'll be looking forward to, send me a message over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club. Or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone Facebook group or the Sorcerer Radio Discord. I think personally I'm just really looking forward to the start of Marvel's What If series. I know I've said it on a few occasions now but I'm really looking forward to meeting some of these uh, alternate reality or multiverse characters and I hope we get to find out some more about them and maybe follow them through the series through multiple episodes as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm really in, looking forward to that one. Next, though, it's just about time for the Weekly Movie Club. Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. And it's our sound. And now, you're listening to Sorcerer Radio. Sorcerer Radio. Sorcerer Radio. You're listening to Sorcerer Radio. Oh, yeah. Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. You're listening to Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. Sorcerer Radio. SRSounds.com. It's nice to be able to drop those adverts in every now and again through the show as well, so it really it really breaks up the show, I find. But now, though, it's time for the Weekly Movie Club, which for this last week has been The Good Dinosaur. So, if you've never seen The Good Dinosaur before, this is your spoiler warning. So if you don't want to be spoiled, pause the show now, go and watch the film, and come back and join us for the rest of the podcast. But now with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into it. As The Good Dinosaur starts, we find out that this is actually set in an alternate history, where the asteroid that would have caused the extinction of the dinosaurs 65 million years ago 
passes Earth relatively safely. Millions of years later, we're introduced to a family of Apatosaurus corn farmers. Henry, Ida, and their three children, Libby, Book, and Arlo. While his successful siblings are allowed to make their mark, which is a mud print on the family's corn silo, Arlo's timid nature makes many of the tasks difficult for him. Henry, his father, attempts to give Arlo a sense of purpose by putting him in charge of guarding their silo from a recent corn stealing and helps him set up a trap. It captures a young cave boy, but Arlo can't bring himself to kill the boy. Instead, he sets him free. Disappointed, Henry takes Arlo to track the cave boy down, leading them to a ravine. The ravine becomes overwhelmed by a flash flood. Henry is able to save his son before being washed away himself. Without his father, Arlo shoulders more of the workload around the farm. One day, he spots the same cave boy inside the silo. He blames the boy for his father's death and chases him into the river, where he falls and hits his head on a stone, and he's actually knocked unconscious. He wakes up and finds himself far from home and attempts to survive on his own, but he quickly becomes trapped when a boulder pins his leg. The next day, Arlo wakes to find his leg has been freed and that the cave boy appears with food for him. The cave boy then leads Arlo to a berry tree where the cave boy fends off a large snake. This actually amazes Arlo and it also impresses Forrest Woodbush, a nearby eccentric Stegosaurus who wants to keep the boy as his own. He forces Arlo to compete with him to give the boy a name that he will respond to, which Arlo wins when he calls the boy Spot. Arlo and Spot bond as Arlo talks about his lost family, and Spot is able to reveal that his parents have unfortunately died. Later, as a storm rolls through, Arlo runs away in fear. However, by doing this, he loses the riverbank that he's following home. The next morning, Arlo wakes to find Spot at his side, and they are noticed by a band of pterosaurs, led by Thunderclap. They actually look to be conducting a rescue operation, but it actually turns out that they're savagely carnivorous. When the pterodactyls attempt to take Spot, Arlo and Spot free and come across a pair of T-Rex named Nash and Ramsey who ward off the pterodactyls. Nash, Ramsey and their father, Butch, have lost their herd of longhorns. So, Arlo offers Spot's help to sniff them out. The group locates the herd, but Butch recognises the work of cattle rustlers and uses Arlo as a lure. Arlo and Spot attract the attention of four Rustler Velociraptors, allowing Butch and his family to attack. After the Rustlers have been driven out of the pasture, Arlo joins the three T-Rex in driving the cattle south. In the process, he sees the familiar mountain peaks of his homeland in the distance, and leaves with Spot to return home. On the way, they encounter an adult caveman in the distance, and though Spot shows some interest, Arlo dissuades him and they continue on their way. As another storm approaches, Thunderclap and the pterodactyls return and attack and carry Spot away. Arlo becomes entangled in vines, where he has a vision of his father leading him home. Arlo instead decides to save Spot, making the vision of his father proud before it fades away. Arlo finds and attacks the pterodactyls, who have cornered Spot at the river. Arlo and Spot together plunge Thunderclap and the pterodactyls into the water, where they are swept helplessly downstream. When another flash flood occurs, Arlo leaps into the water to rescue Spot, and the two are swept away towards a waterfall. Arlo protects Spot as the two plummet down the waterfall, and he carries him to shore. The two carry on their way. However, as they approach Arlo's home, 
They again hear the unknown caveman call and are approached by an entire family. With reluctance, Arlo pushes Spot to join his adoptive family and the two of them share a tearful goodbye. Arlo finally arrives home to his mother and siblings and makes his mark on the silo between those of his mother and of his father. The Good Dinosaur was released on November 25th, 2015 in the US and had a budget of between 175 and $200 million and it made $332 million at the global box office. Work began on The Good Dinosaur in 2009 when Pixar screenwriter Bob Peterson came up with the idea of exploring what dinosaurs would be like if they were still alive in the present day. During its production, the production team actually encountered various problems, which led to multiple story revisions, as well as changing directors and the voice cast partway through production. To create a realistic background for the film, the team travelled to various American landscapes, which were later incorporated into the film. Arlo was designed to look distinct and relatable in order to connect with audiences so that they could hopefully see the boy inside the dinosaur. Since The Good Dinosaur is set in a world which dinosaurs never became extinct, they were instead able to evolve. Herbivores like Arlo and his family became farmers, and carnivores like the T-Rex became ranchers. The film actually pays homage to the Western genre in many ways, in its themes, character representation, and the Western North American landscapes. Because they are meant to be reminiscent of cowboys, when the T-Rex run, their lower bodies mimic a galloping horse, whilst their upper bodies have the look and feel of a riding cowboy. To help inspire Butcher's physical look and performance, the filmmakers looked at classic film cowboys such as characters portrayed by Clint Eastwood, whilst Arlo's movements were actually based on those of a young elephant. The film was initially announced on June 20th, 2011, and more details were revealed about the, at the time titled, the untitled Pixar movie about dinosaurs at the D23 Expo on August 21st, 2011, which revealed the general plot overview, director, co-director, producer, and other small details. And it also had an initial release date of November 27th, 2013. In April of 2012, Pixar officially revealed the film's title as The Good Dinosaur, as well as the release date of the movie moving to May 30th, 2014, and that the first Frozen movie would be released in its original release spot. In September of 2013, The Good Dinosaur was again pushed back from May 2014 to November 25th, 2015. As such, this would also be the first time that two Pixar films would be released in the same year, as Inside Out was released in June of that same year. The producer, Denise Reem, said that the primary reason for the rescheduling was because the story was not working, period. Full stop, it was just not where it needed to be. In November of 2013, due partially to this delay and also the closure of Pixar Canada, Pixar laid off 67 employees of its 1,200-person workforce. In August of 2014, the original voice actor, John Lithgow, revealed in an interview that the film had been completely dismantled and reimagined, and that he was expected to re-record his role the following month. In October of 2014, Peter Sohn was announced as the new director of the film, and in November of 2014, it was reported that new elements had been added to the story, such as treating nature as the film's main antagonist. In June of 2015, it was announced that the majority of the cast had been revised, of the original voice actors, only Frances McDermott retained her role in the film. It was revealed that Lucas Neff had been replaced by Raymond Akoa, and John Lithgow had been replaced by Jeffrey Wright. 
Arlo's three siblings, originally to be voiced by Neil Patrick Harris, Bill Hader and Judy Greer, had been cut down to a single brother named Buck, to be voiced by Marcus Scribner, and later a sister named Libby, voiced by Mela Padilla. I'm not sure if I'm saying any of these names correctly, (laughs) only the names I've heard of before. It was also confirmed that the farmer aspect was still a part of the film. The Good Dinosaur was actually one of John Ratzenberger's smallest roles in a Pixar film. He only had one line in the movie, which was, We kill him. He also used a Southern American accent for the part. And finally, there are a few Easter eggs in the film to other Pixar films, as Pixar likes to be able to do. The Luxo Ball can be seen when Arlo and Spot are hallucinating. One of the asteroids at the start of the film resembles the Pizza Planet truck from Toy Story. And A113 is spelled out with sticks on the fence of the bird pen Arlo approaches for feeding. And in a nod to a future film, when Arlo splashes into the water after playing with the gophers, you see a very brief glimpse of an octopus that resembles Hank from Finding Dory. But that's about it for this week. So what did you think of the movie? I have to say that I really enjoyed The Good Dinosaur. I didn't think it was up to Pixar's standards in terms of like Toy Story, Finding Nemo and Finding Dory, Cars, and other films like that. However, I still found the the story as a whole really enjoyable, and... Yeah, I, I just I, I, it was a nice Pixar film, but it was a Pixar film, and I, I know I spoke about this the other week when I was talking about um, oh, what is it, the new film, Turning Red? That's it. Where I, I felt like the trailer didn't look very Pixar, whereas The Good Dinosaur, you could tell it was a Pixar film at heart. And I, I might change my mind once Turning Red is released. That was a very early trailer that that we'd been able to see, but. I just felt that The Good Dinosaur was just a a very nice story and a very Pixar story as well. But it also didn't really have those, uh, like, pulling on your heartstrings sort of moments that you get from, like, Up and Inside Out and Toy Story as well. I mean, the amount of times that I've teared up with Toy Story, I will admit that Toy Story and some of the other Pixar films do get me a little bit teary-eyed at times, but uh, yeah, I don't think The Good Dinosaur really had any of those moments. Well, I am looking forward to hearing your comments, though. As always, I ask over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord and the Fun Zone Facebook group, as well as over on my social media for people to be able to share their comments. So, let's see what you had to say. Brandon over in the Discord said, Watch this movie today, having never seen it before. I enjoyed it. Interesting how they personify the dinosaurs making them able to speak English and things like that. Also interesting how they combined dinosaurs and humans, even though the two beings didn't live in the same time in reality. I actually agree with Brendan. It was very nice to be able to see this sort of story play out. And it's only a a sort of kind of alternate timeline film where, of course, the dinosaurs weren't destroyed by a, a gigantic asteroid hitting the Earth, that you could see this type of story play out. Or, of course, a time travel story of some kind. I actually read, or I say read, listened to a uh, book called Time Riders. Well, it's actually a long series of books called Time Riders. And in one of those books, the characters travel back in time to the times of, I can't remember, it's it's, uh, times of some sort of dinosaurs anyway. And um, that was very interesting to see how that played out. But, uh, I'll, sorry, I'm getting a little bit off topic. I'll, I'll move back to Disney. Uh, but, yeah, no, I agree. It was nice to be able to see how they were able to bring in the 
dinosaurs and the human elements into a single movie and how those two characters interacted with each other if times went a little bit differently almost like what if the marvel series which is coming what if the asteroid didn't hit the earth in dinosaurs carried on would the world have evolved to how it is now or would humans have still evolved and would we still have humans and dinosaurs or would the dinosaurs still have gone extinct there are a lot of uh, interesting questions there and it's something that i think could be explored in more detail i think in another type of film i don't think a pixar film is really the manner of being able to go down that route but i do feel as if there is an interesting uh, and we may see it in the next jurassic park or jurassic world film should i say where the dinosaurs are, are more common in everyday life after the events of the previous film um but no i think it would be interesting rather than jurassic park and jurassic world uh, interesting to be able to see a film that does tackle what if the dinosaurs never became extinct and how the dinosaurs and humans would have evolved alongside each other but uh, anyway i am getting off topic i did also get a message again from tim over on instagram thank you tim uh, saying that he really enjoyed the movie he'd watched it with his family not that long ago actually and uh, it was nice to be able to watch it again he enjoyed it but he didn't feel as if it was a, a pixar film and i kind of agree it was it didn't feel like other pixar films but like i did say earlier on i, I do feel as if it, it did have that kind of feel of a pixar film but uh, no thank you very much both brandon and tim for your comments now though it's time to see what the guys over at Diz his had to say about the good dinosaur so without further ado let's hand it over to those guys this is Diz his review review so this week was good dinosaur and what do you guys think about that movie because i've never seen it before i watched it this little like you know i watched it today i've never seen it before because i heard it was it was like mediocre at best you know yeah i thought it was cute yeah it's sad man yeah yeah i saw about half a year ago it was pretty good i think the funniest part is they give the dinosaurs like like uh southern accents He's all like, mama, mama. <laughs> what do you think about why they kill off the dad at the beginning? Because they got to kill one parent. They got to kill one parent. Uh, it's terrible. It makes me so sad. I was so hoping throughout the whole thing that eventually they were going to find him. Like he was going to be fine. Oh. You know, but. Is this your first Disney movie? Think. <laughs> uh, but this movie was not a box office hit. Oh, no. It for was sure not. not. No, but there, there, uh, there's been some merch though. I believe of of the Good Dinosaur. Little um, bit. It's definitely not one of their heavy hitters. Why do you think it wasn't? I don't know. It's it's a decent movie. It's not terrible. It's not. It's not a terrible movie. It's it's a good movie, right? Yeah. What but year did it come out? I don't know. Let me take a look real quick. Hold on. Because that may be. An I'm gonna guess 20, why... 2007. What's your guess, Jen? Oh, uh, I was thinking 2008. 2000, yeah, 2015. <laughs> oh, Lord. You guys are way off. Wow, not even that long um, ago. So what else came out in 2015? That would be my question. Let me see. Disney movies coming out 2015? Yeah. Yeah, this, that no, would be this had to be indicator. like the, the B-tier movie released that year. You know how they have we, the A-tier right. and the B-tier? Yeah. I feel like nowadays, this would be a Disney Plus movie. Oh, yeah, for yes, sure. 100%. For sure. 
I do want to mention though, it's kind of weird that the usually in the, these movies you got the the human, and they're the ones who talk, and then the animal is the one that doesn't talk, right? Yeah, this is like a flip flop, right? Right, right with animal uh, where the dinosaur talks. Yeah, it, you know, I mean, I think that they tried to be a little innovative with it, you know, like by doing that things like that, but ultimately sometimes there's you know that right formula that makes it a smash hit and sometimes they're you know it's a miss and mm-hmm. this one while not a bad movie just yeah. ended up being a miss yeah yeah this one didn't you know we kind of talked about a couple episodes ago where at one point in hollywood that you're making great movies and you make one that's like okay it's it's good that that hollywood shuts you out but i i think this movie the the, the characters i wouldn't say are, they're, they're likable but they're not lovable right right yeah, that's yeah. what i feel like yeah uh, but it was a good movie. I enjoyed watching it. My son came in and he watched like the last half of it and he liked it. I like um, the rancher uh, T-Rexes. Was that what? No, <laughs> Raptors. The rancher. I think they're like T-Rexes, like the big, yeah. the big T. Yeah, they're yeah. There. They move kind of quick for T-Rexes. I was thinking the same. Yeah, yeah. When they were running, I was like, I'm like, where are they? But they got to be T-Rexes because of how big they were. Um, I like how they were farmers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cool. Overall, it was a good message in the story. Uh, it was a good story to watch, but definitely not one of my favorite Disney movies. And I think I, my opinion kind of is what the majority kind of feels. Right. Right. Want to hear more from Alex, Joe, and Jen? Go to DizHiz.com. Thank you very much, as always, to the guys over at DizHiz. Remember, you can catch them on Fridays on Sorcerer Radio at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern, as well as on all major podcasting platforms. It was interesting, though, that they mentioned about merchandise, because my son was born the same year that The Good Dinosaur was released, and whilst we didn't get anything Good Dinosaur-related for him, like when he was born or anything like that, I think it must have been released on DVD or Blu-ray like when he was a little bit older, and I remember going to a Disney store in Manchester, and he just fell in love with the Arlo plush that was there, and we had to get him one. In fact, we had to get him another one six months later because he carried it everywhere, so we didn't want him to lose it and he'd be devastated. You know what kids are like at that sort of age. We, ju- we just we wanted to make sure that he just had one at all times, and now we've got two in a box upstairs in his bedroom. Remember, if you do want to send me your comments on the Weekly Movie Club, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or on any of my posts over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club, which is plus the word plus, of course. Or you can also leave me a comment on my posts over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Also, if you want to leave me an audio comment on the movie, you can do so over on my anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the D plus club. And if you're enjoying the show, you can also now show your support by donating a coffee. I'm actually going to Medal tomorrow. I do need a coffee. Our, our local Disney store is closing, actually. I, I can't remember whether I mentioned that earlier, but we're going to be able to see it before it closes down for good. But before we go there, we're going to be going for a Starbucks. So I, I really do need my coffee tomorrow morning. But as I've said on many occasions, I often record and edit my podcast between about 8pm and midnight. So I'm usually drinking coffee throughout that time to be able to stay awake. It's actually or nearly 10 o'clock at the moment. So I've got maybe half an hour to an hour of editing ahead of me after this just to tidy up the podcast so uh, yeah i usually drink coffee to be able to stay awake so if you do want to donate to coffee you can do so at ko-fi.com forward slash the d plus club 
For next week's film, though, we'll be featuring the film The One and Only Ivan. I'm actually really looking forward to this film. I only saw it uh, not long after it came out, actually, on Disney+. Plus. So I'm really looking forward to revisiting this film again and even watching it with the uh, family, actually, because I think I watched it on my own last time. Hopefully you have a good week, though, and enjoy The One and Only Ivan. Until then, thank you very much for tuning in this week and hope you can tune in again next week. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.